We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, the players, because it's spelled always in all caps, people, championship bets, one and done. We got the entire field breakdown, maybe even talk about all the winners that were hit last week, like you're you're the turkey man now. Three in a row. Jeff Feinberg, what's up? Yeah, feeling feeling good. I don't even think it's possible for four in a row, so I'll just be doing like friends and family and tailing. Well, like, v- viewers, there's one viewer of the show who's now hit five in a row. So I, that, that's unconscious. I think that's very possible. Like, who was before Scott? Because there's a few four in a rows out there. Like, this has been the honeypot range. Nick Taylor. Uh, that's pretty I, bold. But uh, people had but, Nick yeah, Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not me, but. No, I know. I feel like there are a few people that had Scott and then went on the exact same run that I've been on. And you be, you and I have gone back to back a couple of weeks. So they're always the most fun when I feel like. Well, uh, all I had to do, I had no winners in 2020 until I personally went to Florida. And now I'm undefeated in Florida for the year. Yeah. Listen, I'm dressed like I'm enjoying the Florida swing. Well, the bank accounts are large, obviously, by the loudness of that shirt. That's loud even for me. Come on. I like it. I saw Gary was wearing it uh, one of the first couple days at the Honda, and there was a Puma Cobra like pop up shop. Because as you made fun of me before we went on air, uh, I bought myself a couple uh, hats this week, and I'm pretty much keeping Ricky afloat, like the rest of us selling out his collections. Yeah, like Ricky can't earn the paychecks on the course anymore, so he needs to rely on that merch money from Feinberg. And I am doing my part. I'm doing my part, and I'll always have a fond memory of uh, Bay Hill 2020. All right. 
Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away some cash. How about that? So first things first, the winners from last week, 100 DraftKings dollars, Frog Hammer and the Ram 31. $20 DK winners, Pineda 01, D Demerit 3, the Klein 25, CDW 74, Pirate Cat, Pirate Cat 88, and Fly Guy Ryan, all the winners of 20 DK bucks. Uh, something went weird with like the like depositing, whatever it might be. So it might take like two or three days for that to actually get in. But you're going to get your money on DraftKings eventually. Now, if you want to get into a draw this week for 100 DraftKings dollars, because this is the Players' Championship, and we're very close to 3,000 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, if we can get over that 3,000 barrier, I might just, like, double up on all the giveaways here. we got to get to that first. So the $100 giveaway is subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review, DraftKings handle, and something you like about this show, and boom, you are in that draw. For 100 DraftKings dollars. We get over, maybe I'll do like three or four hundred dollar winners, whatever it might be. If you're watching the video and you want to get into a draw for 20 DK bucks, smash the like button, leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. Tell me who is going to win the Players Championship from TPC Sawgrass. Also, uh, a lot of the winning fuel that we've been doing here is powered by FantasyNational.com, the best stat site for golf, whether you're playing Daily Fantasy, you're on DraftKings, whether you're betting, no matter what it is, whatever you want to find, you can find at FantasyNational.com, and you can get yourself 20% off if you go to FantasyNational.com slash PME. That easy. Jeff Feinberg. I feel like there was a moment in both the shows talking M two weeks ago and last week where it was like a direct like Fantasy National was agreeing and it was like okay we're making this bet right now and the right big, now both the, of them the big thing that we talked about Hatton last week is exactly what happened very rarely are we like right like it's hard to be right like in a neutral type of situation but it's like if the weather gets really shitty Hatton's gonna be awesome like he's the guy that you want and the weather got really shitty and Hat and listen everyone knows Leishman's a great win player he's as well. A beast. I he's thought he was going to... Bay Hill, Tory on the resume. As, so, like, as someone who had Kisner at 80-1 to 1 when Leishman, Leishman stormed past him, down three on the back nine at this tournament two years ago, I thought he was going to do it to me again. Yeah. But Hatton was the nuts on 17 and 18. Three in a row. The iron on the par three, the drive, and then the, uh, the five iron into the 18th green. You're just like, let's go. I'm going to yeah. win. Yeah. It was awesome. Fantastic. Love the guy. Love his fire. I'm here for the play-by-play. We watch a lot of golf. He spices things up. I couldn't imagine, like, not being into him. So, um, he created a lot of, like, if he wasn't a fan favorite before, he is likely a fan favorite now. Because as we do on the Pat Mayo Experience, if you're looking for picks and all that stuff, I always recommend people hit the time codes. It's like people don't realize that there are time codes for this show. But, hey, we want to bask in the glory of some winners. So, new fans made by Daryl Atten. This week, along with you and I, we are already fans, but now he's been very good to us uh, in terms of the outright betting. But people who, at least in the first hour after it happened, sent me screenshots of them hitting a 55 to 1 or 50 to 1 or 45 to 1, wherever you ended up getting them. One guy got them at 66 to 1. Nice. Winners this week, viewers of the show, members of FantasyNational.com are Eddie Moore, MJ Dono, JD Meyer, Chris Lager, Jake. Ha! Laser Show 3, Lasers, Taylor Blevins, Mizzlefry, Shem Mix, Jim M, Mike Buckles, Gray, Kevin Nichols, Brian Carter, Joe Grenier, I'm going to assume he's French, Masto Shea, Justin Dupe, Dadum, Bear, Scott Mills, Chase Fisher, 
The what treatment? Sean Finlay, Kaz Newman, Riku, our guy who's hit three in a row, another 6K for him. Matthias Peter Kroll, Daniel Coglin, Matthew Marino, Mike Van Veen, Deion Sandals. I thought it said Deion Sanders for a second. That would have been awesome if, if Primetime <laughs> was watching the show. Nathan Young, Kyle Robert, David Hutton, who also turned $58 into seven. 40 on DraftKings. David Lundy, Josh Mira Montez has won five outright winners in a row, five consecutive tournaments. And Matt Downey hit Hatton, and he turned 15 bucks on DraftKings into $2,100. Old Mick won a quick 5K on DraftKings. Brent Smith won half a ticket into the $7,500 like Master Millions qualifier. He's going to chop that up. But hey, over just over three grand is not something to sneeze at for a week on DraftKings. I would take it. I'm not going to lie to you, Jeff. I all sounds fantastic. Yeah. That's a long list. My Menchie's that are is like a exploding. huge list, man. Menchie's uh, totally exploding. I don't know. Hatton, a guy, I mean, I feel like I said many times, pound for pound, maybe the best Lynx golf player in the world. I think last year on our season preview, I talked to you into betting him for both the U.S. Open and the Open Championship. Yeah, bad bets. Uh, bad bets. Bad bets. But I just want a couple Alfred Dunhill links. And I don't know, pound for pound might be the best Lynx golf player in the world. I don't know that there's any correlation to that, to what happened this week. But he's a, a lot of people hate the term, uh, stole it from like Graham McDowell. But he's a, he's a bit of a bulldog. He's a bulldog. He's got a bone. And he didn't hit enough, as many par putts as he normally does. No, like the- on Saturday and his sand scrambling was right around 50%. He's usually like, you know, when he's right there, he's nails in those like eight to 10, like par putt range. And a lot of those abandoned him. Obviously, everyone was making numbers, uh, not just bogeys. Everyone was missing everything. Everyone was finding the water. Uh, Leishman could two putt from 8,000 feet away if he wanted to, apparently. No three putts for that guy. And even like when I'm sort of like last week, him hitting that insane par putt on 18, sort of like catapulted the energy probably for Sunday. On, on on Saturday, I'm talking about uh, this week, he hits like an insane birdie putt on 18. And he's the guy like and all of us that have been on this run. I mean, M is almost after Rory. Im, the best. Im didn't hit it. He missed it on 18 this no, week. Yes. On Saturday. Oh, on Saturday. Sorry. I th- but today he had the birdie putt on 18 and left it in it short. Yes. And I mean, on Saturday last week, he made a huge par putt, like maybe not nearly as long as the birdie putt he made uh, this week on Saturday. But I don't know. I thought, oh, he's the guy that scared me almost as much as Rory, which is crazy. No disrespect to Rory and, and Buddy, who's won five in a row. Uh, a couple who've won back to back, a bunch of us with three in a row, some with four in a row. As I joked on Twitter today, like, thank you, Rory. I don't even mean that in a mean way. He but, contends, but I am so lucky this guy hasn't, like, I don't know, found his blood in the water or whatever, because he could have taken all of them except the one he didn't play in last week. And the big part, all of them. and the best part about having Rory in the event, it makes everyone else's odds so much better. So Rory coming in isn't, like, overwhelming favorite. Yeah, he's even week. the favorite this morning. Yeah, I, 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 he, or, was, he was close to even money coming into Sunday. Two to one, I think. Yeah, he was. I saw him at plus one twenty five, and Hatton was like plus two fifty with a two shot lead. So having Rory around just influences the odds of everyone. But you also worry that it sucks. I mean, listen, you got out of it clean, but like for people that consider the hedge, it's not a fun hedge if it's Rory versus Hatton, and they're the last two guys. You're laying like probably minus one eighty, like if they're on the fifteenth hole, and it's you're convinced it's just the two of them. But I don't know. 
Florida's been the nuts. So far, I donked off a bunch of money on Saturday, betting guys like 1,000 to 1 and 1,500 to 1. Whatever. Just, made just, it just, all back UFC. Oh, yeah. I made, <laughs> made, made, listen, the Dogger Pass podcast on the Pat yeah. Mayo Experience Network comes out every Thursday. That thing's a cash cow. Oh. Whatever you lose on golf, just watch that. Tail Paul and Cody and just win. By. I had a 2, 3, 4, 5, and 6-person fight parlay on that card. Cody gave me six picks. I was like, okay, I'll just make all these. I won a bunch of bets and a bunch of parlays. And Uh, I don't listen every time, but when I catch a taste or I'm running pure, I figured let's give her a roll. When when you got a few extra bucks in the bank account? Yeah, shit's just running pure. So here's the thing. Uh, Bezin Ut made a bogey on 18, so he did not win low South African. He tied for low South African, but he did cash his top 20, which was nice. That's like another, like, just... Cherry on top of the week. You have Hatton. You have this guy. Really would have preferred to get inside the top ten. But you almost hit go. those first round leaders. You're like staring at the nuts for a bit there. Uh, with uh, if uh, Bur- oh man, Burns. Sorry, on. Br- I, I, I can I, bring it, it up because it's good times. Hatton winning really, really. <laughs> oh man, Burns seven under bogey doubles. Like oh man, what are you doing? At least we get the the each ways for the first round leaders. So him and Sebes uh, both ended up getting a piece of the top five for first round leader. But there is one person to thank for all of this. Because without his help, we would have not hit Tyrrell Atten at 55 to 1. The one man who deserves all the credit, not even Hatton himself. It is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's not my name. Oh, but, oh. we thank you. Top Cat, we thank you. All right, well, if you're so thankful, then I expect you to send me some money. Why? You didn't? You could have bet it yourself. If you, if you think I'm somehow responsible for this, then uh, you know my my email account. You can email me some money. I ha- I do do that. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Uh, Leishman, good call. My favorite player on tour right now. Uh-oh. I love this guy. I am a hundred percent in on him. I was convinced last week he played fantastically. This week, I thought he was going to win today. Thought he was the best player today. Outside of a couple of mistakes, I thought just I thought the last couple of weeks he's been so impressive. Uh, I thought he was going to win today. Kang was playing great yesterday. I thought Kang was going to cruise. <laughs> that poor fella just blew up. Like I, I don't know, like the hidden poor fella. The, it was it was it was awful. Uh, yeah, it's unfortunate to see uh, to see Hatton win. I, I don't like seeing people who act like that win and get any sort of accolades. But whatever, we get to move on from that to the players. What a wonderful stretch for me. Well, tell us about the Players' Championship, because the reason you're on here is because, Tim, you're the big game hunter. We know that in terms of one and done. With Leishman last, with Leishman, can you let me fucking talk? I'm about to tell the people what you've done, and you're like, I I did this! Shut up! Let me talk. Fuck. Blowing my mind here, Jeff. Tim had Leishman last week. Leishman comes in second. He vaults into first place from third to first in our three-man one and done, and he had correctly predicted Rory McIlroy to win this tournament last year as his one and done and won boatloads of money, Tim. So the people want to know, who are you picking for your one and done at the 2020 Players' Championship? I'm going back to the well, and I'm taking McIlroy as my one and done. He's not my only pick. I'm gonna ha- I have a few guys I'm going to be betting this week. Uh, it's a grinder's course for the most part. I mean, Rory has won. Uh, you know, you have a couple of big names. Obviously, Tiger's won this. Phil has won this. But there are grinders like Tim Clark and Martin Keimer and Siwoo Kim. Okay, hold, hold, hold on a second. Martin Keimer's won two majors. At that time when he won that tournament, he seemed like yesterday's news. Yeah, and then he, he went on already, to win the U.S. Open later that year. 
But he's a grinder by definition. Like Kuchar's the nature of one, the game. one recently. Stephen Ames, Canadian with the. Well, that wasn't recently, but yes, yeah, Stephen Ames won. Ricky. Ricky. I mean, it, it's one of those. Sergio. We'll get Scott into Scott Stenson. Yeah, it's a hard course to figure out in part because it's like the only course on tour where strokes gained on approach means nothing. That's not, that, that is absolutely not true. I'm looking at it. was negative in that category yeah. in one tournament. Yeah, Webb Web was at zero or just slightly in the negatives and won this tournament. Well, so Webb was unconscious. So, so here are the stats on that. Strokes gained approach uh, by the numbers. It's actually more meaningful at TPC Sawgrass than almost any other course on tour. Rory yeah. last year, gave, I mean, I'm looking at the numbers. And this is what I do. You don't even know what strokes gained approach is. So that that's one thing. Uh, Rory plus... Six and a half last or last year at the players in his win. That was six in the field. Webb is correct. He won with negative strokes gained approach. 92nd in the field. 0.07 strokes lost on approach. He gained 9.4 putting and another five around the greens. Uh, si Wu was 16th at plus 4.1. Day was ninth at 5.6. Ricky was third, 6.3. Keimer was fourth, 6.0. Tiger was second, 8.0. Kuchar fifth. 4.8. If your irons aren't rocking and you're not making every 70-foot putt like Webb Simpson, then you're probably not going to win, Tim. I mean, I'm taking Rory because he's the best ball striker in the world. That, that's a bad. He's a defending champion. He's the number one player in the world, too. But if you say you're going to bet a few guys this week, like, it's tough to bet Rory and other people. No, it's not. I mean, not for me because I just will bet them anyway. It's all the same to me. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> like, I don't care. Like, I'm just going to bet them because I'm going to bet them. Like, I mean, last year we saw Furyk, who was a huge underdog, finish second. Like, we have seen that, too. Like, you do not be afraid to take stabs with people because uh, people who you never thought would be competitive. Because this is such a weird and in some ways not real golf course that anybody can do well. Like you mentioned, Siwoo Kim won here. That's all you need to know. Uh, you know, weird things can happen. So you look, there, there are a couple of deep guys that I really like. Uh, there's a couple of middle guys that I like. And obviously I like McElroy. So, Tim, did you know that I will be sending you some money, by the way, but maybe not necessarily for the hat and stuff, but we have a new sponsor for Top Cat's major one-and-done locks. Did you know that? No. Yeah, so today's Top Cat one-and-done is brought to you by Coca-Cola Energy. Delicious as usual. Top Cat on a heater... (laughs) I have I have two back here. You have two. You're double fisting back there. I've I have double fisting. Double fisting. I've got a regular and a uh, a Coke Zero. We're just, we're just so they, they're really fulfilling the consumer's needs. Thanks so to Terrell. This bothers me even more than DCX, and here's why. Because it's impossible one, to buy DCX. Yeah, we had to get this because there was no DCX sold out everywhere. That's just a lie, and you're gaslighting people, and no one needs to believe that. But let's get on to the actual point of fact here, which is that this energy drink is far more offensive. Because what we're doing here is you're taking the most recognizable brand name in the world, and you are gussying it up with energy. Uh, You're making it – remember when Jim Furyk won the FedEx Cup with the five-hour energy ball cap, and everyone thought that looked incredibly lame, and it was stupid? That's what this is. You're taking the most important brand in the world and you're turning it into Red Bull or you're turning it into Monster. You're cheapening it in such a terror. It bothers me so much. Like when I see it in the stores, I shake. I'm so angry. I can't believe. Oh. Anyway, really so, bothers me. So let me reintroduce the segment then. So Top Cats 3-Pack for the Players' Championship brought to you by 
Coke energy? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I got to wait for him to finish his rant because <laughs> his anger almost made it come out my nose. So who are the three, Tim? The three picks are Rory McIlroy at plus six uh, plus six fifty, Shane Lowry at pl- uh, plus at fifty five to one, and then my deeper shot is uh, is Cameron Champ at uh, t- one twenty five to one. Wake up, wait. Champ! Tim, same great cola taste. No, it isn't. It isn't the same great cola taste. You could just have a Coca Cola for God's sake. Instead, you want to have some. No, red- I need this energy. We're doing no, this no. great service to the people. It's late. It's been a long day, and this is the exact pick-me-up I need. Like, what kind of day is this? Hatton wins. This is happening. <laughs> I'm talking with the players. This is the worst. Why is everything against me? The players. Aren't you happy that your friends won money? I am very happy that they won money. I, I certainly don't be. Uh, I don't wish them their, their misfortune, but uh, I don't like Tyrrell Hatton. I despise the Players' Championship, <laughs> as anyone who likes golf should, and I despise Coca-Cola energy. Does this mean you're more on board for DCX now? No, I'm not more on board, but uh, somehow you have found something that I, I, I despise more than that. Okay, I do want to talk a bit more uh, before we get into the actual betting card. Uh, there's a guy here who's not playing this week, and his name is Lee Westwood. He's going to watch like a horse race or something like that, but Tiger's also not playing. <laughs> Uh, and I don't know if we're going to not only see him before Augusta. I think Augusta's in doubt here for Tiger if he's not playing this week. Like his his back has to be pretty bad if he's not playing. I'm worried. I'm concerned. His agent's saying there's not to be concerned. There's definitely reason to be concerned. I would almost argue if he doesn't play next week, like, he's fucked. Well, no, he's not, not going to play next week anyway. But, well, when's he going to play again? Match just play. The, Match play, you don't show up at match play. You could go seven rounds. You could, but I mean, that's the night. That's the only logical. So he's just going to like maybe that he's going to like intention. What happened last year? He's not playing Valspar. He's not going to play till Augusta. I don't think it makes any sense going to match play unless he wants to tank the round robin. He's just going for cuts. Maybe get get that cash. Am I wrong? What the winner of to to make the final four of match play? I think it's seven rounds. I believe it is. Yes. He's not going to play. He's going to play at Augusta. And it's, it's tough to go he's in there. Right so then he's not playing again. Till Augusta. Yeah, he's going to go in there ice cold. And he tried to do this a bit last year just because the major schedule and he was extra fatigued after winning the Masters. I feel like he just went into majors like without playing since previous majors. Yeah, I think it happened twice last year. And, and it didn't go well. Didn't go well. And it sucks because the Masters is like the one, although we're hoping in the open. So we got plenty of time. Skip the Masters. Get your back right, Tiger. It's all about the British Open this year for you. Uh, I'm worried. I don't know. People are scaring me. Like, there could be more certain. I don't like thinking this way. But it's concerning. And I'm a worrier. So I go to worst case scenario. I wouldn't worry about it. You'd be fine. Oh, God. (laughs) It'd be fine. People might, like, like, threaten you here, Tim. Like, try to, like, come. I get threatened every day. Yeah, but, like. I mean, you're, you're taking on people love Tiger Woods. Now you're trying to curse Tiger Woods. I'm not trying. But first, curses don't exist. Secondly, yeah, sure. I, I, I don't think he'll be uh, in, in trouble. Now, listen, going cold into to the Masters is very difficult. I, I He probably he's not going to win. Uh, but nevertheless, he, you know, he, he's going to compete and he's never going to. Again, that's why that's a major. And this is just a tournament on Sunday. That's an all star game and not a major because he wouldn't miss this if this was Augusta. This is one of my favorite Top Cat takes 
that but, the players championship is just an all-star game. It is. It's a competitive all-star game with a lot of money on the line. That's all this is. So Nobody w- what's a WGC different from this? Yeah. It's like an exhibition. There's just less. Yeah. I guess fewer the people. field. It's way fewer people. This is actually, I think the players is the strongest field of the year. Every year though. Like this is a very competitive field. It is. They they never cease telling you that on the broadcast four weeks before the tournament about how st- steep the field is. You know what doesn't need to advertise itself? The Masters or the British Open, because people know how great it is and are going to watch it every year. The players has to advertise for months. Like there was just before the Super Bowl, they were advertising for the players because you know they do, they doth protest too much. They have to make you believe that this is a really important and big tournament. The purse is big. That's about it. I would say. I do believe they made a big mistake by ever like saying we're the fifth major. Agreed, because then it just became a running joke. Yeah, it's like yeah, how the John, yeah, it's like how the John Deere Classic is the thirty seventh major. It's great. Playoffs, I would just you don't playoffs. say anything and let people like just build it up, and maybe we would like. I'm not saying we would have, but anointed it something. But now, I, I don't know. The fifth major thing really backfired. Like it really backfired. Because we're never going to consider it a major because of that. and it, Or even, like, newer fans that, like, you know, forgetting Tim's take altogether. I don't, like, totally disagree with it, but I don't really totally agree with anything Tim said either. Well, here, here here's the difference between it. When you call something the fifth major, you make the tournament seem like it's lesser than. They think they're trying to elevate it into a, a major status. But all it does is just reinforce the notion, because it's true, is that it's not a major. Yeah, that's, like, that's all people think when you hear it. Now, you have something like Riviera or Bay Hill, like we just saw. Like, those tournaments are far less than the players. Memorial, Torrey Pines. Like, but, yeah. like, they're less than the yeah. players, but in a weird way, like, when you watch them, they seem like they really mean a lot. Of course. Where the players doesn't. <laughs> the Wentworth tournament is bigger than the players. The what? The European the Wentworth, players. He's the, Europe, about. The, the European players at uh, Wentworth. BMW. Big, yeah, it's a great tournament. Of course it is, because it doesn't. it isn't so pretentious to have a four-hole playoff like they're the Open Championship. Would you please take that garbage off the table? <laughs> I'm trying to make a point, and I'm now being disturbed by that stupid... Anyway... I promised myself I wasn't going to get wound up about this. We're waiting. And I didn't succeed. Yeah, you you really hit that one out of the park, TC. You didn't even know we were going to do it. So how could you promise yourself? I knew you were going to try to tweak me about Hatton, and I figured you had some other rabbits to pull out of that. (laughs) (laughs) So my biggest problem, and someone actually threw this out on Twitter. It's not the four-hole playoff format that bothers me. I really don't care about that. But – fine you can go be but you're bothered by everything so i that's have sort a... of irrelevant someone actually pointed out like my problem is the stupid course it's yes. uh, it's awesome it's a made for tv course which is great because it looks great on tv we're going to be able to theoretically see every single shot of this tournament on pga live if we want to we'll see if that app works i'm holding up cro- i'm really hope it's a success listen i really hope it's a success i <laughs> hope 7-eleven pizza is a success sure it is it's really good <laughs> i've had it it's really really good Things that bother Tim, a four-hole playoff at the players. Things that do not bother Tim, day-old pizza at 7-Eleven. So it's not day-old. They make it fresh in store. Same with the new chicken wings. It's like that they a box. Have. You could probably buy that machine and have it at your house for like under $250. The same that, machine they make the pizza with there. Be that as it may, it is actually quite good. And I will not have it besmirched. <laughs> no, 
I feel like I interrupted a good point. Yeah, I don't even know. I, I completely forget what I was going to say. The players. The players. The course is a joke. Okay, so that's the thing. And that's the thing. Hey, get me back on track. I like this. So mm-hmm. the reason that we see so many different – it's a lot even like this week. Like the wind picks up at Bay Hill. There's water on basically every hole. Things can go sideways very quickly. That can happen. At Sawgrass as well, but it's such a short course, so when they call it the players, almost anyone in the field has the skill set to kind of win, so you do see, like, random people pop up on the leaderboard. Another reason why it's like, if you get weird conditions at the British Open, that can happen, but generally, like, the best players end up playing really well when you get to majors here. It's kind of all over the board. We've seen some really quality top-end guys, but remember everyone loved Paul Casey last year going into this, and, like, he had one bad hole, and that was it? Yeah, but listen, you said anyone can win. Unless there's a King Ralph situation, Jordan Spieth is not winning this tournament. Unless he's like the only eligible player in the field, he's not going to win. So you will you give me Spieth straight up versus Patton Kazire? What is Kazire's odds? I mean, I, I listen, Spieth is not going to win. I don't know what he'll finish. I'd be surprised if he makes the weekend. But if he does make the weekend, okay, maybe he'll just barely make the weekend. I, I don't know. I'm just saying he's not going to win this tournament because he's not good anymore. And he's never really played with. He had one nice run at the players in his debut, and that was really it for him. This has been when you struggle off the tee, like spraying it left and right, like he does, then it's going to be a problem. So the the thing that someone proposed was turn either the players turn the players championship into a four course rotation of all of the Florida courses. And then, like, the year that Copperhead is the players, then, you know, the Valspars played a TPC Sawgrass. And you would get Bay Hill at the players. You'd get PGA National at the players. I like that idea. What then, the Blue Monster? If you can bring Doral back. Listen, Jeff and I were talking about this last week. Any way we can get Doral back into the schedule? I mean, as long as Trump's around, I, that's probably not going to happen. But, well, the PGA Championship is going to Trump National in two years. So, But they had made that decision before Trump was elected. Yeah, but they could have pulled it back if they wanted to. That, mm. There's a lot of commitments that go into that kind of thing. But either way, like the reason that it's not at Doral anymore, they, they basically took Trump's tournament away from him and gave it to Mexico. That's what happened. Yeah. Yes. And the British Open has not gone back to Turnbury since he bought it. But it'll be back there, I think. Yeah, it'll go. Not until he sells it. I don't think so. They're just not going to use it. I mean, uh, I could, does, that, does that make you sad? No, the cup or the, the can. <laughs> not a cup. What am I talking about? Do you see your tear? Real triggered. Imagine being this upset about a, a cola. About anything. Anything. I was really excited earlier in the week because a friend of ours, uh, Neil, brought back for me from Mexico these, these an interesting pack of six. And so it's like a camel crush where if you squeeze the filter, you get mint, but it's got two flavors. <laughs> You can squeeze the filter in a separate spot, and it turns into passion fruit. But what we discovered is you could squeeze them both, and you could get mint passion fruit. So that 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 basically was my Arnold Palmer this week during the API. You could have your lemonade and iced tea mix. I had mint passion fruit uh, uh, smoke, and uh, that to me uh, was like a good way to start the weekend. I was like, okay, this is going great. Why? I, these are amazing. And uh, yeah, things sort of went off the track with Kang, who I was getting excited about because he's playing really good golf, and I mean. That, I just can't believe he hit the ball in the water twice in a row. <laughs> All right. So, Tim, to recap, Top Cats winning Coke Energy picks. Rory McIlroy, Shane Lowry, Cameron Champ. That's right. Those are the three that I like best. And Rory is your one-and-done selection this week. The bits what the big game hunter likes. All right. So, Jeff and I will reveal our one-and-done selections <laughs> later on in the show. Tim, do you have anything else to say? 
No, Pilgrim, that's it for me. Well, all right. Big, big adios to one, Mr. Timandacust. Timandacust. All right, no more cuss. That was good fun, though. We need to we need to come on and rag on cuss when you know we hit winners, and he said that Hatton was the only person in the field who couldn't win, just like he did with Jordan Spieth. Does that turn you on Spieth at all this week? It does you, not for me. I feel last week we threw it out there uh, with what his odd might be. It's and seventy. You guessed like ninety or hundred. Yeah, it's it's in at seventy. We might, but uh. th- these are the first run of odds that we're doing. So. Uh, I do want to let everyone know that the Pat Mayo Experience, we're doing four shows this week. So, obviously, Monday, we're doing the Picks and Betting Show. Tuesday, the DraftKings Super Preview. There's a millionaire maker this week, people. And there's a new game called Tears. Uh, I'll get into that on Wednesday. So, I'm bringing back the live chat. That is this Wednesday, noon Eastern, on the DraftKings YouTube channel and the Pat Mayo Experience Facebook page. So, you can tune in live to that. Watch on Periscope. Or just get it on demand after the fact. Uh, You know, like... People generally listen to the show, I assume. I assume not everyone's going to watch it live. But, Jeff, the big thing, Friday, 3.30, 4 o'clock-ish. We'll tweet out the time, but we're going to be sweating this cut live. And I really hope this app works because it'll make our job very easy. Yeah, I'm listen, I'm looking forward to it. I hope that they're past the beta stage. Hopefully that's not what we'll be experiencing on Friday. You, but You don't want a beta cuck app? <laughs> I'm excited for the cut sweats. Me too. I I would have been a fucking disaster this week if we were doing a show on Friday. Because I needed Rose and Norrin to make the cut. And if Norrin had made the cut, I would have won a lot of money this weekend on DraftKings. And he didn't, so I didn't. But, like, I would just been, like, and he chipped in for Eagle on 16. I was like, oh, he just needs to, and I know 17 and 18 were, like, playing so tough. Like, find one somewhere. Make the cut. Let's do this. It was like, no, he went, like, bogey double or something. (laughs) Well, you're trying to make a birdie. You can make a double fast there. That's what I liked about Hatton's, like, stones. Like, he actually tried to make birdies on those last two holes. Everyone else was just, like, Leishman, and even Paul pointed this out, like, when he was watching Bay Hill all of a sudden. It's like, Leishman was going to just hit 40 feet from the pin. I'm going to two-putt, take my power, which is a really sound strategy based on how it went. But coming down the stretch, like, Hatton's like, I'm going for it. Let's do this. And I don't know, when you win, you get a bit of magic dust on you, and Leishman, like, drops two of those. Yeah. You know, he did Bay Hill last time. Probably did it, you know, recall hitting him on Tory uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know. This one, uh, I can't imagine this week plays nearly as tough as anything we've seen the last couple. So I would recommend, whether it be betting-wise, whether it be DraftKings, really pay attention to the weather splits because that's how I ended up making money on DraftKings this week. I had all my lineups, and then, like, Wednesday comes out. It's like, oh, there's no wind in the morning, and there's all the wind in the afternoon. So I just made a whole bunch. I made like an extra ten lineups with guys just from the morning wave, and those were all my good lineups this week. And even the bets, like Sungjae, was really the only guy most of the week who stuck around that came from that PM wave. Everyone else, I believe, came from the AM. Not sure about Leishman. I know Hatton and Rory were for sure. I guess in the end, if Bryson counts, I think he was in that PM wave. Was he? Yeah, but Bryson very sneakily just got, but he wasn't really ever in it. No. He was only in it because he was the man in the clubhouse with the score. I don't know. Guys in both waves just got, you know, blown, blown the F Well, out once of the there. weekend came, it all kind of shifted. But, like, the AM wave had a – the AM wave on Thursday, like, there's only so many advantages that you can find in the course of, like, a four-day tournament. But, like, if you ever see a wind split like that, I don't play a lot of DraftKings Showdown, but I did this week and just loaded up on the AM guys. And it turned out not everyone did that. And everyone who did it won, and everyone who didn't do it lost. So if you do see that right now, uh, I was looking at the wind finder and obviously we're like four days out. It seems like the winds are pretty low. 
this week. But we've seen this tournament play super tough in the past. It's usually just for like one round, though. Remember the, the year that day one? Remember the greens were like glass and no one could putt? Everyone was like five putting every green? You don't, do you? I, you I don't, don't know. It all, know. It all mixes all together. We changed the year. We're not even wearing pink shirts on Saturdays anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I haven't had much luck here. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the last winner I had here was Keimer in 2014. I had Furyk that day. That putt on 17 still pissed me off. He had the Tiger putt on 17 from across the green. In. But he was winning that tournament by like 10 shots at one point. Oh. And then like gagged it all back. But the course itself, TPC Sawgrass, uh, despite the fact that we rag on it, it is made for TV, so it does look nice. They dye the lakes, so it looks even better on TV. 7,189 yards. It is a peat dye course. Par 72, Bermuda grass. And I think that's important because that's the overlooked factor that we didn't do for Webb uh, when he just went mental on this course two years ago. Strokes gained approach I have as the most important stat. Par fours gained, especially between 450 and 500 yards. That is where the teeth of this course really come out. Uh, Those are the toughest holes. And opportunities gained, the fantasy national stat, which is greens in regulation or fringe in regulation inside 15 feet. So a good birdie opportunity. You know, just give yourself a bunch of 15-footers, have a hot putting day, go run away for a while. So who gives themselves the best shots to do that? When we get to the odds, it's actually the guy who's the favorite in the field, Tim's pick, Rory, six and a half to one. Leads and opportunities gained over the past 36 rounds. Rom is second on the betting board. He's 12. JT 16. Brooks 28, which is kind of surprising because Fleetwood at 22. Scott at 25. Bryson 25. Hideki, Dustin, Cantlay, Sungjae, Webb Simpson, Xander, all 22 or 25 to 1 ahead of Brooks Kepka. Kind of blows my mind. And I kind of want to bet Brooks. Thoughts? Not really there. Not yet. I don't know. Like, watching Brooks closely. He played really well mm. Sunday at Bay Hill after shooting the 80. Like, you kind of throw Saturday out. Like, it's impressive the guys who did well on Saturday. But, like, Reed was 80. Yeah. Brooks was 81. Fowler was, was up there. It was a shame. Like, as even we said before we went on our shame, Ricky played his way out quickly on Saturday because I could have looked at that pink cardigan all day. Very nice. Very classy look. I all liked it a lot. day. Um, I don't know. I'm not there. I'm not there with Brooks. What, 30 to 1, 28 to 1? Yeah, and again, these are the first run numbers. Like, this is the first place that we were able to find that put out numbers. Oh, he was 30 to 1 last week. True. And, like, I wasn't, he didn't play well, obviously, but a lot of that was just Saturday. Like, he made the cut. He played, he had one of the better rounds on Sunday. Like, there is something to that, I think. How often it's do you hard get Brooks at 28 to 1? You don't get it often. And in my reason, it's like the books are kind of baiting you into it. And it's not as bad. This was obviously a big plus from things we had seen, um, especially at the Honda. But I don't know. He's good enough to just bounce back and be amazing instantly. I don't doubt it. But I would say you have to be, if you were ever silly enough to believe the words that came out of his mouth like in the past when they were true alpha, then you've got to be like very concerned at what he's saying now. Well, did you see what he said on Sunday after he shot the 71? What did he say? He's like, how do you feel about your game going from an 81 to a 71? He's like, that's still shit. Yeah, and apparently there was an expletive in there because I actually heard about that on the radio. And what I mean by... I think shit was the expletive. No. My point being that uh, now me and you are smart enough to actually believe most of that stuff he was saying is a bit of a shtick. It's a bit. 
So I don't really concern yourself. But if you believe the stuff that he says when things are going perfectly in Brooksland, then you have to believe what he's saying now. And then that's very concerning. A guy like that alpha and that like confident, like admitting that he's lost, which I think is what he was saying on. Um, yeah, he's just not there. Like he's like, my game is not yeah, good like right I'm now. lost. I'm lost. That's like, you know, so I don't know. I don't believe it's ever either or. I'm not really ready to bet that. I would. Okay, Blindly, so, I would think history doesn't treat the, hit this player very well. But am I crazy to think Dustin at 25 might be a pretty nice play? He's got a run of, of good results. So, here, yeah, that is what people are kind of overlooking here. Dustin, over the past five years of the Players' Championship, is the fifth most strokes gained of any player overall. And you don't really notice, but he was fifth last year, 17th, 12th, 28th, 69th the year before that. He just kind of plods along. Like, I think we all forget because Mexico went so poorly for DJ at a course where he had won twice that he probably should have won at Riviera the week before. He should have won. He played really poorly on Sunday. Whatever McDowell won, like Super Bowl weekend overseas. Oh, Saudi Arabia. He couldn't hit a putt. Uh, He was literally sticking everything for a bunch of those events until he, like, Got so frustrated with himself. Maybe I'm just a DJ apologist. No, you listen. But I, I had if, you, if you want to sell me on DJ over Brooks, I can 100 percent get behind. That. I have something in my head that's like I saw the 25. It's like oh, the books are paying me like DJ. I don't know when we started doing this thing maybe five years ago. Like this place was never his friend, but he slowly, as you just mentioned, has reeled off pretty good results. Same here. as the Masters. His results this year, outside of winning, have been pretty strong. He has. Like a lot of elite players, when things don't go their way Sunday, they kind of like fade away. What do they care? They're, they're yeah. not, they don't need to grind out the T9 for the check. Sort of my point. They kind of like, uh, just not, they're literally playing to win. The moment they realize they can't win anymore, it's like a, just like everything just sort of like shifts. Uh, I don't know. I, I could buy into that. This odds, the odds board in itself is pretty interesting. It's almost saying like we're acknowledging who the three best players in the world are and then we have like eight of them who we think are like essentially equal and we don't know how to break yeah them so up. some of them are like great players in bad form other guys are like like sung being in this mix yeah, I, th- I think it's fantastic it's great because we love we just hit sung two weeks ago we love sung but it's just so crazy to see him at the same odds as dustin johnson in a tournament it's jarring Last week we were jarred that it was the same as Patrick Reed, and you made a great case. Like, Reed is a Masters champion. Reed just won a FedEx Cup event. Reed just won a WGC. He's been in the top five for, like, like three of the past yeah. five tournaments. And now here, here's Sung J.M., and they're equal. Part of that might be people don't like to bet Patrick Reed. Uh, I had nothing on him. I was enjoying as he was making a charge. I don't know if that was Friday or Saturday. I, I didn't no, want to Friday. see him make too much of a charge, though. No. That was the whole thing. No, but Sung I don't Jay, know. You, 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 don't go back to back here. That's not great. <laughs> Yeah, no ill will towards Sungjae, but it came to a point where I was like adamantly rooting against him with the with the tickets I had. Okay, what? Here's a question for you about, about this: Why not Sungjae this week? I don't know. It's not like playing a bunch of golf gets him rattled. That's like a good thing for him. I know. I I think I said early on in the show. He seems to be the most complete player. I mean, we're seeing a lot of him on the planet that isn't Rory, and I would take Sungjae's short game over Rory's. Oh, I don't know. Rory's short game. Everyone hit some pretty terrible shots on Sunday at Bay Hill, so that sticks in your mind. But as someone who had the money, we had the money on him, and you were at the course at the Honda Classic, but I was watching it on TV because I was far too sunburned and went back to my Airbnb because I was also very hungover. But 
his sand game wasn't great at the Honda. Like his short game on Saturday that day was not good. I don't know, but I, he's but he's like he steps over these nine foot putts, and you just expect them to go in. Like I, he's on that kind of run right now. You're right. May I, I'm taking this only from my a personal experience of seeing this guy at ten on the Honda. Great little view from the Tito's tent. He was at an impossible up and down, like impossible. Been there literally like ninety minutes. No one getting it close. Sung Jay, uh, Woodland Pebble Beach esque, like sort of like moment. Like how did that just happen? Could have gone in for the same price. Uh, so maybe I'm over exaggerating the short game, but I'm telling you the stats are going to bear it out. So looking back at the winners, I, we kind of went through this with Tim, but Rory won last year, then Webb and C. Woo the two years before that. Day, Fowler, Keimer, Woods. And we have seen breakthroughs here. Like when Adam Scott burst onto the scene, this is where he did it. Sergio Fowler, Sergio, if you want to Yeah, count no, like, those. no, like Sergio Fowler, like their first big wins came at this spot. Kucher's first big win. It's still, no, still Kucher. It's still Fowler's Ricky and Kucher's only big, big win. Kucher. Well, I mean, uh, Ricky's at least won like a playoff event. He won Boston that year. Yes. Okay. But like Kucher wins, I guess he's won Memorial, but he's won this and like tier two events like Mayakoba and the Sony Open. And he's won a match play. That's true. He did. Did he win that match play? I thought he came well, second. Maybe lost to pull. I don't know. I can't remember now. Stuff really leaves my mind quickly. Dove he, Mountain, it was really cold. Either way, I think he beat Mayhan in the final, didn't he? No, it was maybe versus him and Poulter. Either way, there's one name on this list, and we'll get into Rory, Rahm, and JT in a second. But I look at the numbers, they all rate out really well. I look at his history here, he missed the cut at Sawgrass a year ago. But like I said, it's really random at this tournament. Like, it's just two bad holes in your toast. Because uh, you put it in the drink, you make it eight, and no one else did that day, and you're gone. But if you talk about, like, ball striking, the ball striking is off the charts good. The putting is very good. And the short game is so improved. Cantley? Cantley, 25 to 1. I think that's where my bet is going to go this week. Okay. We haven't seen him. I, I get what, Riviera? Genesee? You saw him at Riviera? What was he, 17th. And, and the week before 11th, that would have been, what, Pebble? I don't no. know if he played Pebble. I think it was uh, Tor- I don't know. I'm using the sheets, and it's seventeenth uh, a month ago, and five weeks ago we finished eleventh. I'll bring it California. up, California. Bring it up on Fantasy National for you right now. Seventeenth at Genesis, and eleventh at Pebble, fourth at Tournament of Champions. So those are the three starts so far this season. Uh, at Riviera, he gained two strokes off the tee, he gained five and a half through approach, and bled them all back putting. That's not something he normally does. I think it's a good venue for him because you have to be able to go out and make birdies here, and I think that the one underrated part. And it, it happens with, like, all the par fives are pretty reachable for everyone, but that extra distance that you can put it out there on those par fives, you can basically have, like, Rory was on 16, basically, every every day at Bay Hill, somehow. He had, like, a wedge to put it to 10 feet for oh. eagle and just couldn't do it. Yeah. But Cantlay will do that, and he'll have the ways yeah. to do it here. He so doesn't. I, and I feels like he's kind of slipping underneath the radar, right? Yes, but he's still at a price where... I don't know how much under the radar should he be. As I said, he's part of this group that they don't really know how to price. You've mentioned we have a cavalcade of players from guys that are playing very well to guys that are, are you know, well-named, guys that have good course history here. I don't know. There's about eight of them. You know, Scott, Bryson, Dustin, Hideki, Cantley, Sungjae, Webb, Xander, Brooks. I, I, feel I mean, they're all, like, literally priced identically. I, before, when, when, when I say under the radar with Cantley, I mean, like, he's 25 right now. I think when we see other numbers start to come out, like, I feel like 
he is not going to be super popular in terms of the betting market at 25 to 1. That number probably ends up at okay. 35. And I'll be honest, a part of me is worried that I don't know if I want to take this Dustin Johnson 25 because another book comes out and sets it at like 18 and this one will follow. Yeah. But maybe they're just 25. That's the fair number. And I think that there I is... The, there, I don't know. That there is the randomness of this course that like... Rory should be the favorite, and he should be the favorite by a lot, which he is. But, like, if he misses the cut, it's not going to be super stunning. My question to you is, and I agree Rom should be second. I mean, that very famous moment of him last year sort of not taking the advice. Yeah, going for it. Out of the bunker. When everyone, there were bogeys. You could have made a bogey anywhere there and survived. Um, Also, really improved short game. Like, his short game so far this year has been lights out. I mean, this would be his breakthrough win. That's true. Although he has like twelve wins or something, sure <laughs> around the world. We but know no, Johnny. We know Azinger's not talking about him. You, you saying his Portugal Masters doesn't count? As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt easy. Getting out is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, there's now Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows. You're more than just a credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. For me, it wasn't necessarily, oh, it was a bit of credit card debt, student loan debt. I mean, that's how, if Upstart was around then, I probably could have paid that off a whole lot faster because Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just a credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. The next day! Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot and head to upstart.com slash mayo to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash mayo. Does Justin at 16 sitting in that three hole represent like a pretty decent shot to you? I don't think I'm going there, but I think it makes a lot of sense if that's where people are. Well, I I think that if you did want to bet one of the favorites, and this is why I wanted to talk about these three players in particular, that I don't think that there's a difference between these three guys. Like Rory at his best is the best, but we see it. We see how hard it is to win. Hard. <laughs> and Rory is what? Come inside the top five, I think, in 18 of his past 20 What's tournaments. What's Rom doing? Pretty much probably the exact Almost same. Almost the exact yeah. same thing. And over that time, I think Rory has two wins or three wins. Rom has two. But, like, that's a 15% win rate is, is super high. But people think because you see them there every week that they can't win. But it also illustrates to the point that just because you're Rory and you're the number one player doesn't mean if you have a one-shot yeah. lead on Sunday that you're going yeah. to win. He ain't Tiger. Like, yeah, they're just as great as they and, are. And that is the whole they, point. Like, people have this in their minds that, because, well, Tiger won every time. Yeah. Why doesn't everyone win every time? Because not, not every, yeah. no one is Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger's not even Tiger Woods Did anymore. You even, I mean, not even to harp on it. I watched the, like, Scott Van Pelt with Parrot 
Van Pelt with Faraday. I thought you were gonna. I thought you said when you said parody. I thought you were gonna say Paris Hilton. No, like, I'm and, in. And they just did this great thing, like just Tiger's presence. Like for I know we talk about like Molly in the Water, Tiger on the Green, but like there's so many shots if you rewatch that day. Like Tiger is so methodical, like he is like just stalking you. If you just spend the whole day, like sometimes the Chargers will call Hut, the quarterback will call Hut, and I just like watch Bosa. I just watch him, or I'll watch Derwin. I don't even know where the ball is, but I'm just going to watch them. I know it's a lot crazier, like, in a golf aspect, but if you just literally try to never take your eyes off Tiger in the rebroadcast of that Masters, like, just ISO him, it's it's freaking incredible. It's on YouTube, isn't it? It must be. It I think is, all, all the old Masters are on YouTube. It is freaking incredible. Do you think that's a show people would be into? ISO Tiger? Yeah, if we, like, rewatch like, the Willet Masters as a show, like a, like a live... Like rewalk through like in real time, you like you can turn on the show as like a podcast and like we're gonna because they are all listen they're I'm all in, free on YouTube yeah, like I'm in, queue up YouTube and we'll do like a rewatch. I'm embarrassed like I'll listen to a rewatch podcast of like the '92 Royal Rumble. <laughs> I would probably is '92 the Bret Hart Lex Luger. No, year? it's a little a couple years after '92 would be the last two were Hogan and Perfect, but it's just the first one and I rented the shit out of that. Oh yeah, '93 was Flair. '95 yeah, would have been because that was WrestleMania yeah, Ten was yeah. Luger and. Bret Hart. Like, I don't they know. tied. But it's more of like because there's like behind the scenes and how it was booked wasn't real. Um, that there's actually like an interest that makes sort of any sense. But I don't know. People are probably let us know. Uh, up, let us know if you're up for to rewatch of the Willet Masters. Are you te- like? Is this just too big of a field for Xander? We're gonna take a I, break. I've, I know I've, you've been trying I've been real hard to yeah. will this guy. He into- pl- he played really well on the weekend. Listen, you mentioned in Mexico that his irons were unconscious. Yeah, he right? was he was first in the field. So, of irons. I mean, you're not going to be shocked. And what was he second here a few years ago? Yeah, two years ago. You're not going to be talked into it over Cantley this week, I assume. Now, I, I think out of all those guys, like I could see myself starting my card and like keeping it pretty light and just going Thomas and Xander. Oh, my Tom, point about Thomas, Thomas. My point about Thomas with Rom and Rory before I went off track about how hard it is to I win. Got more off track. Is that he wins just as much as these two guys? Big he, tournaments. He might contend less, but he, his win conversion is equal. I, I feel like he contends just as much. It's just he he's the most vanilla player. Yeah, he's Maybe vanilla. in the history of golf. He's like, pretty vanilla. You just don't know. Like He's just making birdies. Yeah. You don't really hear him talk. He seems like a yeah. super nice he doesn't dude. doesn't yell at the whole, like, speef. No. Like, like, when it's not going but that's, well. But I think, like, or Rom, who's, like, melting yeah. down. Like, and, like, Rory's such a presence when he's on the course, because like he's a smaller dude, but he's way more jacked than everyone else. What if JT got like the Rory jacked, like David? Uh, you know, like they put when Rory did his like big jack up. Yeah, he's like the statue of David on like the cover of Golf Digest. Like what if JT just like. Like, but I find it really strange because, like, Rory's outdriving everyone, and a lot of that has to do with the power that he's generating from like really bulking up. Like he drives it further than like it's basically. Bryson and Rory as the two top drivers on tour right now. And like Bubba. But Justin Thomas, he's like my size, but 20 pounds less than me. He's like 5'10", 140. No, no, I think he's a lot taller. I don't think he is, man. I think, I think you should look it up. I think he's may- like that DJ, like real tall, lanky. That's why they don't need to get buff. I thought They're that, so big I thought that he was like weirdly short. They, no, he is the ideal prototype golf body. Now it's giving me, see, this is my one downside to the metric system. 1.78 meters. What's that? I don't know. You're asking the wrong sh- guy. Okay, put it this way. He's shorter than Spieth. Get out of town. By like a lot. He's the same height as Xander. And he's one inch taller than Ricky Fowler, who's not tall. Ricky's like 5'7". 
I'm telling you, man, like Spieth is my or Justin Thomas. This guy's got to bulk up then. I, he doesn't, though, because he still drives it. Remember when Carl Peterson lost all that weight, the yeah, Swedish born king, yeah. and then he sucked? Then he had to eat all the ice cream. Like, like Duffner happened too, right? Yeah, like some yeah. guys, like you get so used to your body yeah. type with your swing that Rory. Oh, re- I got a friend who did hardcore keto. Now he's worried, like, how it's going to translate. He's making great strides with his golf game last year. He's got, got, like, a whole new body. Is it keto-cast? No, but <laughs> keto, yeah, you'll see, you'll be out there with keto-cast this summer. So, yeah, I my point is, Thomas is just as good as Rory and Rom, and you're getting over double the odds on Thomas as Rory. Like, the Fantasy National win simulator will tell you that Rory is definitely going to have the best odds to win this tournament, the best win equity, but I don't think it's going to be that dissimilar to Justin Thomas. So I like Thomas the best of the three favorites. I'm thinking about backing him. Maybe if someone like Dustin gets steamed or Brooks gets steamed or Bryson. Like, Bryson's playing some good golf right now. Real good. Happy to talk about him. I don't know how much longer we're going to dodge this win that we just want to happen at the Masters. We have the money on him at the Masters. I could, let's, I don't let's, know. Let's just be good to go with that. I am, I'll say this. I feel like match, drink. I feel like match play is a good spot for Bryson. Bryson. Eh? I feel like he'd really like get into the game theory of as we exit the under 30, the guys on my mind, Dustin, Bryson, Cantley. Obviously, I won't be on all three, but those are the those are the guys that are on my mind. Yeah, and it's nothing like you said, it's nothing against Rom or Rory, but if I think that Thomas is so close to them, we'll take the guy with the better odds. And I think there's a huge class distinction between those three guys. Like, what's going on with Fleetwood at 22? What is happening? Miss cuts don't matter for this guy? I don't know. He makes so many cuts. That was real kicking the nuts. He got the bad tee time. I hit and a played win- bad. I hit a winner this week, so it could disguise it could disguise the air on my card. Oh, you mean like when I bet Rose and Stenson? Sure. <laughs> um, that was bad. I thought Tommy was like gonna ride the wave of of the Honda, but that might have been a blow. Well, we that seen- might have been a real kick in the nuts well, that seen- I kind of underestimated in my happiness. Enjoying Sanjay's moment. It really didn't, like, decompress. I was like, we'll get him next time. He's made for Florida tracks. Firm, fast. That's his golf. We did the cut sweats last year. I was rolling in the Fleetwood. Like, he was crushing it. And then there was a bad Fleetwood Saturday, off camera, obviously. But I was I was loving what Fleetwood was doing for me during the cut sweats yet last year. The only Loving one, it. The only oh. one I'm going to commit to is Cantley right now. But for me, the short list, like I said, Thomas, and if I bet Thomas, that's so, that's why I want to talk through the rest of it with you. So I do bet Justin Thomas. That really affects what I do everywhere else. Yeah. Like I can't just, I'm not like Tim, just like I'll take Rory and eight other guys. And like, it's, it's been winning season, like 30 to 60. Yeah. Right now. I know the field, the field's been pretty strong. Riviera, WGC last week. I know Bay Hill was a weak one, but for, I mean, Honda, but for, you know. Caught a 35 for a shitty field. Should we, like, we didn't really mention Scott. We barely talked about Fleetwood, and we didn't talk about Hideki or Webb. I mean, Webb won here two years ago. I'm, I'm, I don't bet Webb. If, like, someone, I, a consortium of you who I really trust, say it's like Webb time. He, the, they the they, they, they are, told us that at Phoenix. Yeah. I even said it at Phoenix and still didn't bet him because he was 12 to 1. Webb is, is insane. He is underappreciated. His stats, if it was a guy with the pedigree of Fleetwood Johnson, like any of those guys that we just like. He's a major champion. I understand, but he doesn't feel like he was like a top 10 draft pick. Yeah. If you like, I'm not talking about your fantasy leagues. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like he didn't go third overall. Yeah. He went like the third round. Yeah. And you're like, oh, real, like Webb. And don't get me wrong, there are, there are Webb truthers that have 
you know, cashed in, cashed, cashed, or you know, there've been some painful second places I think last year. But you guys brought it up when we did the draft. Like it is insane. It is insane. In the last like year and a half, he's like the fourth best golfer on the planet. Like in not like world ranking wise, but in in the key statistical metrics. In am I wrong? Yeah, approach and putting. Like once he figured out, all of a sudden <sighs> it's like it switched, and he learned how to putt again. And especially on Bermuda, like no one touches him. Him and Sam Burns are like the two guys on Bermuda that you want at all times. So I don't know, Scott. I'm not disrespecting. I don't. I just. What do you think Scott's last four finishes at the Players Championship are? If you had to guess, I, I don't know. You hit me with it. I twelfth, eleventh, sixth, twelfth. I didn't realize it was that. And that good. was like in a run of like shitty Scott. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Now I gotta. <laughs> he's playing really well. Yeah. Like he's confident in himself. Oh. Which boy. putter will we show up with? All eight of them. Okay. Shit. I hate having to like rethink about him. What about uh? So Bryson, like, we're just not doing it. We're just gonna pray he doesn't win. No, I I told you he's on. Uh, I had a three guy like list that I'm on the thoughts with Bryson. Dustin and Cantley, and you're making me think, Scott, but I think I just have to pass, even though, and I'm not saying I'm betting those three, but I'm leaving this range with, like, those three as options, and I'm probably going to bet two of them. Yeah, so I'm good with just crossing people out. So, left, uh, I'm going to keep Scott on the list right now. So, Cantley for sure, then Thomas, Scott, DJ, I think M is my other one. I'm still still wishy-washy on Brooks. I can see myself sitting here on Wednesday and be like, you know what, I'm going to bet Brooks. But that depends on if I bet Thomas or not, probably. And I think that if the, if if I tell you Brooks Kepka is twenty eight to one, and you're not like that is a must bet for me, then that's going to drop to like thirty three or worse. Like people aren't going to be lining up to bet this. It's such a polarizing guy because last week there were people that were running for the thirties, and people were like just want to bet Brooks again. And I don't buy the like doesn't care about majors. I don't care about that. This is a big one. Uh, I don't know. It just doesn't feel. This, I don't know. I don't. For a guy like that, cocky, I, he's like, I don't know, talking himself out of it. Next, I don't range. like that. I don't like that. Spent for a guy a, that talks so much, spent a lot of spent a lot of time on on this top tier here. But like we said, a lot of these top tier guys end up winning. Next range, thirty three to one. Patrick Reed, Ricky, thirty three to one. Your boy Alicia's pieces. He is 35 to 1 as well. Hatton is now 35 to 1. That's probably going to be a pass this week. Wow. Morikawa, 40. Woodland, 40. Rose, Casey, Sergio, Finau, 40. Berger, Stenson, Cooch, all 50. Day is listed at 55, but if he just withdrew last week, who knows with him? Can't believe Berger's 50. Uh, Molinari and Day both withdrew from the API last week, so just watch out on their status. Then you have your Lowry's, one of Tim's picks, Horschel and Ann, Louie. Hovland, Spieth at 70, Kisner at 80, Fitz and Nah. That's the entire range from 33 up to 100. Who do you like? This has been the range where the winner's been coming from for pretty much a month. I'll go first. I'm very interested in Finau. Yes. I don't like 40. I want to see a better number. I'm very interested in Casey, who was like the darling of this tournament last year, like I mentioned, and just absolutely tanked. I think everyone had a Casey ticket. And it was done by like Friday morning, but it's still forty to one. Scare me! Like just because you lose a fifty to one bet, you know it's still fifty to one. You still have time to make back that equity. There's one guy who's his game is so perfectly suited, at least statistically, for this course, and it's Morikawa. 
And he has been so late. He, he finished top 10 again this week. Wouldn't even notice. Wouldn't notice. He's not great around the greens. So you know how Shooter McGavin can't chip with two fat, two fat naked bikers off 17 having sex in the woods? This is like what's going on with Colin Morikawa every time he tries to chip. It's not great. But he is one of the few players in the field. If the conditions are down, you might not need to chip. Not going to be a problem for him. He's going to stick it to like 20 feet every time, make some putts, man, move on. But like he is ascending right now. And while I like Sung Jay a lot, if Morikawa drops to 50, let's say, and Sung Jay is 25, do you think Sung Jay has twice as good of a chance of winning as Morikawa does? No, but you know how these are. People are just. No, I get out. that, but like I'm trying to think about how I want to invest my money. And everyone's like riding high on Sung Jay right now. People like Morikawa, but I don't think they realize how good he's actually been. He hasn't won outside of the crossover event, the Barracuda, I think it was. Whatever the one was in Reno, but the Stableford scoring. He won that. So this is like a legit prime time. And he's ready to do this. Like, even at majors, I think that he's ready. He's so good that it might be nice, might nice, to, might be, nice to be early on him here. You think that's a fair number, but Finau's isn't? I, I have far more confidence that Morikow was better than Tony Finau. Like, that's not in question. You think that Finau is better than Morikawa? Do you think that Finau has a better chance to win this tournament than Morikawa does? The yeah. answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's better. I wouldn't like buy futures in, in Finau over Morikawa. Who has the better career? I didn't want to buy. I just said I'm not buying the futures angle. So you want to take the guy who's playing poorly versus the guy who's playing really well? Poorly is overstating it. He missed one cut, but he was second in Phoenix. I I I'm I, I don't want to get in a thing where I'm like picking on Morikawa. It sounds like you are. You're like no. Tony Finau is so great. I'm gonna bet all these guys that can't win. I don't want the guy who's ascending and could win majors. This I year. like Colin Morikawa a lot. There's nothing to pick on, but I would rather bet Finau at the same number. And you're gonna bet Woodland. I'm betting what I like the forty on Woodland. Have you already bet Woodland? Yeah. <laughs> have. have you already bet Ricky too? Uh, no, <laughs> but you, I'm gonna ask you for some uh, deep dive there. Uh, Woodland, I feel like club down Florida courses makes sense. He was right there. He had a, just a window at the Honda, like a lot of players where it was like a minus five and a three hole stretch on Saturday. Like pretty much as I was arriving on the ground. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I hope. Thank you. If I said that wrong. Um, so yeah, uh, I think these sorts of events, Stenson's one here is American Stenson. Yeah. I mean, do you need some tight lie magic from Gary? Yeah. Does Gary seemingly make his best chips from like thick, rough hosels than like just a pure tight lie fairway? Yeah. Am I nervous about that? Yeah. But you're going to need all world sort of performance from any of them. Whoever you like. If it's Finau, if it's like any of them. I agree. I don't mind the bet at all. I think Florida golf suits Gary Woodland uh, very well. 40th at Phoenix, miss, or he was 40th at Phoenix uh, after missing the cut at the Farmers. But he lost three and a half strokes off the tee uh, in Phoenix. Still came 40th, 4.3 on approach that week. Mexico gained six off the tee, gained two with his irons, came 12. Honda gained over two off the tee, over seven on approach. Like, he's just bleeding strokes around the green. Like He, he used up every good chip he yeah. ever had at the U.S. Open. Probably. Even, yeah, going back to he was, like, right there Sunday Tournament of Champions, and he just tight lies. Like, he just really struggles with them. I, I can be talked into Woodland, 
I like Woodland is probably because you have that range. I think of, that number comes out lower. Like I bought that. I, I think I don't know if it can yeah. with that many guys in the twenties. I, I don't Good see point. how that Good like point. drops unless everyone steams him and he ends up thirty three. But if that's the case, then we're gonna get like Xander could fall to forty at that point if no one bets him. Like whoever the people don't bet of that twenty five to one are gonna plummet. I guess that's a good point. Like, is Scott just going to be forgotten this week? If he is, and he drops to like thirty-three, and you mentioned that great, I don't know. yeah, could enter a new category. Okay, people like Adam Scott though. Yeah, and they just won with him like a month ago. Foul- Fowler, I can see a good case for him this week. It, it he made some good progress. Don't this ma- week. don't make a nine on the par five and like you're in like a playoff with Hatton. <laughs> Here's the reality. Barry Horowitz and myself, three in a row. It's not a major. It's a player's championship. As I kind of alluded to, I don't know if it was when Tim was here, this could just be like a friends and family sort of card. Like the guys I really like who I just want to cheer for right now. Because who the how the hell? I can't win four in a row. It's like impossible. Like it's not even like a real thing. Who Who, who could do that? I guess there's a guy that's won five, but I know my limitations. Should almost like not even bet. That would probably be the more sensible move, yes. But we're gonna do like it. Just stand we're we're gonna the make the table some and be like, no, I'll see you guys at match play. Now see you at Valspar. We're good at Valspar. Corey Connors? I think uh, yeah. We'll see how that goes. But like we had had one at a hundred there. It's a nice win. Uh Casey too, you mentioned him. This is a guy. I, I recall, I guess, a lot of people being burned by that. I don't know. Make out right bets. Guys miss the cut. It's the same as finishing, like, third place. Unless you're, like, each weighing them. I don't sweat any of that. So I, I, pre- I expect this guy crashes a man party this year. Wouldn't it make sense? Last two starts for Casey, and it's kind of skewed. Like, the result's 37th and 11th. But over five and a half strokes gained on approach, and both of those an average of 2.7 off the tee. He like at Genesis, he couldn't chip, which is just really weird. And he lost a bunch of strokes putting. But in Mexico, like he was good. Remember, he was like there for most of the week. I mean, they, he was just a guy they didn't show on TV for whatever reason. But you know, both of his wins have come in Florida the past two years. And this isn't the Valspar, but I think he can play really well at this tournament. And forty is a good number, and I bet you you find a better number on him out there too. Yeah, I don't think people run to bet him. Sort of seeing if more people came to the party. If Tiger was playing, we'd have all of our numbers. Yeah. We'd have them all by now. And if Tiger was here, all these numbers would be five points better on everyone. Because Tiger would be like 12 to 1. It would push all those 25s to 30. Even off this injury? Yeah. It's Tiger. He's won here twice, right? I think he's won more than that. He won here in 2013. He won the year that he made the the putt from across the green. Got to feel like he's won another time. Twice? He's only won the players twice? I think so. That. Which doesn't even feel like so it doesn't even feel like a tiger course. Other guys would be their best course ever. Yeah, if they wouldn't. I wouldn't feel like like places that kind of tiger. I'm I'm gonna guess three times. Let's see here. Tiger Woods. No, he has won it twice. He won it in two Better than most. Be, in, better than most in two thousand one when he won every event. Yeah. And he won in two thousand thirteen. That was this was like the peak of his comeback. The first comeback. Yes. Yeah. When he, he didn't won the win a major, times. but he won five times. He had a players. And Bay Hill, he had a b- bunch of great wins that yeah, year. Yeah, he won Memorial that year, I believe. Yeah. Tory, maybe, or no? I don't think maybe not. I can't remember. Who now. cares? Yeah. Durant. Anyway. People can look that up. Uh, moving past those. Like, <sighs> are there anyone from this, like, 50 up? That Well, I, I'm just a burger at 50 makes me want to throw up. 
Because you know me, I wouldn't like. Oh yeah, give us a ninety on burger. We're in. Yeah, even an eighty, like fifty. It's tough. That's he's t- making great strides, but like look, he's going to win the players fifty to one. Maybe he's the breakthrough. Like there's a couple guys from like, and he's the one who's being over influenced by it. But like he's playing awesome right now. Um, I like Horschel. D- Damon is playing really well right now. Max Hama is playing really well right now. But it just seems to be reflected in the odds that it's Burger who's getting all the steam. It's like they're prepared. That I think you could find something. But I don't. I'd know. hope so. Because I, I can't imagine who's like, I know that everyone kind of is going into this week thinking like, oh, Burger's a guy I can throw at the end of my card for like 80 or 90. And, and then you look at it, you're like, you're... 50. What's going yeah. on here? Yeah. But I had someone tweet at me this week that they ended up taking Hatton. They didn't take Hatton because he was, we got him at 55. He saw him at 50. He's like, if he was 66, I would have bet him. Sometimes you just bet the guys that you think are going to win. Yeah, that's like, don't why the I scary. kind of like that Adam Scott thing. Like, 33 would be running, 25, he doesn't, like, make my next yeah, level. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. Like, yeah, maybe I'll have to go back and, and reevaluate that. I was also hoping a better number for Horschel because he was this number last week at Bay Hill. And then you add in all these players. I thought we could catch Horschel at an 80-1, to but he's sneakily, sneaky playing well. And if this stuff wants to get real random, I don't mind having – Horschel on my roulette wheel. Just hope it's one of those weeks where he goes crazy and puts everything. Yeah. Burgers made the cut here the past four years, T9 in 2016. He's $7,200 on DraftKings. Everyone's, everyone's going to own him and Max Hama this week. And, oh, ha- yeah. and Hatton at 74. Like that, 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 that is people's DraftKings team. I made like two skeleton lineups, and both of them had Burger. So I don't think you're going to be alone on that one. I might have to change that. Yeah, go with it. You think he's he's a better DraftKings like value than he is an odds value for one thing. Like when you compare like the pricing of everyone in his range versus their odds, he's going to be him and Hatton are going to be by far the best. Hatton's thirty five to well, one. Hatton now Hatton's unbettable, like, uh, right? Yeah, go win two in a row. I'll be happy for you. Yeah, we'll Hatton, cheer you on. Mike up Hatton. Let's go. Um, there was someone else here. Louis. I don't know. No, Louis's been bad. Bad, okay. So he stopped coming second place. He's just bad now? I, I don't remember. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. What did he, he do in Mexico? He was like the worst player ever. Okay. Katie Green. It made like a thousand feet of putts and still came in 50th. Yeah, I would have thought these Florida courses would have been the place where he would have won in America. Louis can go anywhere and show up and be awesome. And he can go anywhere and show up and be the worst. Like it, that, He's he, the best and the worst simultaneously. He, he's, yeah. he's sort of like next level like Siwoo. <laughs> But there's Spieth's in this range. He's 70. He's a mixed bag here. He's got Ben Ann was like the first round leader here last year. Ben Ann, again, ball striking wise at API was amazing. Couldn't putt, save his life. Kucher? Kucher at 50? No. No? Yeah. Kisner at 80? The playoff loser to Ricky Fowler the year he won? He's got a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. He's got second place here. It'll like that one. if we look at some of these guys who have done really well, and it's like every every few years they pop up. Like Furick ends up coming second last year. Tim Clark gets a win here ages ago. Uh, Martin Keimer, Webb Simpson, Matt Kuchar, Kevin Kisner's performed really well. Should we just be looking at like Heritage and Wyndham in places like that? Like who plays really well at those courses? If we want to find one of the long shots, like JT Poston, like should he be live for us this week? He plays well at those courses. Like they're all Pete. Like they're not all Pete die tracks, but they're half Pete die tracks, half courses that mimic Pete die courses. So 
So I think that is something. I mean, that we saw Siwoo. Where does Siwoo play well? Here in Heritage and Wyndham. He's won Wyndham, and he's won this, and he should have won at Heritage. You know, we didn't mention Patrick Reed at 33 to 1. <laughs> Could he be your player's champion? What a year that would be, a WGC and a player's? That would be Mad Rider Cup points because it's Mad Purse. I find it funny that Webb is doing so well this year and is definitely going to be on the Ryder Cup team because this is not a Webb Simpson track for the Ryder Cup. It's not a Patrick Reed track. No. Every, every course could be a Patrick Reed track. How well is he putting that week? And it's not like he's – like, Webb's bad off the tee. But the rest of the team will make it up. Yeah, Cantlay is going to be awesome at Whistling Straits. So is Xander. So is Finau. Bryson. Yeah, they're going to kill it. Morikawa, maybe? Dustin, Brooks. They'll be – Morikawa's Tiger. inching up there in points, by the way. Woodland. So no one. No Lowry. You're not going with him. Sergio. Sergio like, never missed the cut here ever. I think he, missed, he, I, I think he missed it last year, didn't he? Yeah. I didn't even see him. I assume he's like high 70s. No, he became 22nd last year. No, yeah, there you go. So 8,000 on DraftKings. 22nd, yeah, tw- 70th, 30th, 54th. He had a sweet. He lost in that playoff too. I actually had money on him the year Fowler won. So since we know we don't know if Day is playing or not, he's listed at fifty-five to one. Let's say they just put up eighty to one for Day, eighth, fifth, sixtieth, first last four years of this tournament. It's kind of crazy. Aussies, Scott, the Aussies seem to be the consistent guys here. What's Leishman done over the years? (laughs) Any love for Hovland? Not really. Not at that number. He's another guy who like kind of stuck it out over the weekend. Played pretty well. Yeah. I don't know. I've mentioned anyone I care about under 100 to 1. All right. Over 100 to 1. Let's get into this. Who you got? Hadwin. Hadwin's playing? Yeah. When was the last time he played? 125? No. Pass. Next. Scotty Scheffler, 100? That's a pretty good number for Scheffler. And he just keeps popping up. Yeah, keeps popping up. I guess. Here's the thing. You got to hold off, catch him. But uh, we could get the fancy each ways this week. Extra places. Oh, uh, the top Should, eights? They treat, sometimes the books like to entice us like it's a major. I mentioned JT Poston. I can't believe he's 100 to 1. I thought he'd be like 200 to 1. But he's someone that I find somewhat intriguing. He, play, he was playing really well at Honda. He just plays these short Bermuda courses really well. Answer? After he yeah, stunk pass. it up for some people last week at 100? I'll, I'll pass on answer. Burned 125. Burned at 125, he he's really struggled in Mexico. He had it going. He was making all the putts. He went on, like, birdie barrages. But he's someone that I, like, I think prototypically he's someone who should play this course really well. Shouldn't he? Yeah. And he's sort of like Hatton in a way. Like, if he's in it, he can win for sure. He was 12th the last time he teed up here in 2017. I think that was the, that was the Siwoo year, the really hard year. So if maybe that's what you need to wait and see. Like, if you see the conditions are going to be bad. You can load up on Willett and Weisberger and those type of guys from deep just because it brings them very much into play. Kokrak? Yeah, I'm probably not going to bet him to win. I don't see myself putting much money here because I'm, I don't know. I like guys. You like guys? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Good. Hot, hot take analysis. I like twenty. There's another page of these guys. I like right? twenty five to one guys. There like, is there is one one player who again, if the weather kind of kicks up a little bit, I just like what he does in Florida. 
He doesn't make enough birdies is the problem, but he makes, he's good at saving par. K.H. Lee. He's, mm-hmm. doesn't this feel like this could be a good course for him? Was it? I guess last year Bay Hill was where he was around or? Honda he was around, but he was around this week too. Like he was like at even for a lot of the week. Yeah, he was playing with Rory and someone else. He got Molinari's slot. I think Gooch will be somewhat exciting here. You know, he ended up with top three rounds Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday at Bay Hill, but he shot like an 80 on Friday to make the cut by a stroke. Yeah, I think that was a painful missed top 10 for some people. Did he come 11th? 12th or 11th. 12th. He, was, he was actually in that DraftKings lineup I had. And I was just like, he went and posted and then started moving up the leaderboard. I was impressed by uh, Bezenot this week. Yeah. Of course. Even in Mexico, he played great, didn't he? He played okay. He was like T23 or something. If he sticks around and plays a North American schedule, because I was thinking about it on the weekend that like you might get a really juicy number on him for top South African at the Masters, but he has to qualify for the Masters first. He needs Does to do that win? No, he's inside the top 50, but he needs to stay inside the top 50 by the end of the month. Then he's in. But he has this, and he has the match play to get points, and he might pick up Valspar next week. Valspar would be a nice spot for him, too. Heritage, I think, is a nice look for him if he plays. He reminds me, like, he just reminds me of Brennan Grace. He's, like, better Justin Harding, slightly worse than peak Brennan Grace. He could be a guy that you really want to bet on, eliminated, can't win his pod, but in his third-day matchup, because he wouldn't want to finish. Interesting. He has the incentive to continue to play to get those world ranking points to get into the Masters. Yeah, like, like not finishing, like, how many guys are in it, 68 or something? 64. 64. It's a bracket. (laughs) But I know it's not. Is it not? Is it the same? It's as the Mark pods, Spanish? but then they go into the bracket. I know that, but I'm, how many people are in the mar- the the basketball? Sixty four. Yeah. Well, it's sixty eight. But there's like there's no play in. Should that be a thing? Like the Tuesday play in matches to the match play? That'd be awesome. It would not be awesome. It'd be horrible. Imagine trying to watch like Tani Hara versus. No, Tani Hara's probably it'd be like Nick Watney versus Nick Watney's Bre- not on the Brennan Todd. <laughs> so actually, those two, these two names. <laughs> And this is the point I wanted to get to when I wanted to talk about if Day always plays really well here and Scott always plays really well here. What do those two guys have in common, do you think? They're Australian. They're Australian. Cameron Smith, is Cam- that where you're going? 125 to 1. Already won this year. He kind of has the game for this course. And we know he can go nuclear on the greens. Yeah. So him and Brendan Todd were the two that I had kind of highlighted. Todd, eh? Man, Todd on Bermuda is a different player. Smith has been bad at the players, by the way, over the years. T56 and two missed cuts, but he's buying into uh, Tim's camp champ. No, although it does. I had brought this up to, I forget who it was about Pebble Beach, that when you look at, I know he won Safeway, which is a bit of like a ball striking longer course. But when you go look at like the good results that champ has had, they had, there's very similar themes to them. They're all shorter-ish courses, and they're all Bermuda grass, which this is. So I actually don't hate that call. It's not for me, but I understand it. Now, I don't think Tim put any thought into that. I think he's like, Cameron Champ, I like that name. I'm picking him. It's like now he's all about Sung J.M. because he found out who Sung J.M. was last week. <laughs> Probably the President's Cup is when Tim like actually first knew who he was. Maybe. Damon has been playing exceptionally well. He was one of those guys that went and posted it even on Sunday. And he comes in at 125. Another player who plays well at these shorter Bermuda tracks. 
Now, I don't know if these guys are outright bets to win or if they're like top 10 plays. Maybe they're DraftKings plays. I'm trying to work through how I really feel about them. But I, I do like Damon. Do you like Hama? Guy's fire. At 150 to 1, I got nothing bad to say, but I don't think I'm going to be invested much here. All right. Let's get to the quick picks then. Quick picks for the Players Championship. The only one I am committing to betting right now is Patrick Cantlay, and I want to see what happens with this number. I will be in at 25 for sure, but I'm going to wait to see if I can get a better number than that. If it never moves from 25, I'm good with 25. My short list for guys, Justin Thomas at 16. Adam Scott at 25. Dustin Johnson, like you said, at 25, along with Sungjae. I'll probably pick one of those guys. And then moving down, Casey, Morikawa, Woodland, Finau. Probably two of those guys, and that'll be my card. And then maybe I throw, like, Poston, Damon, Weisberger, Todd, Cameron Smith, maybe one of those guys, two of those guys, and try to take a shot. I think this is a nice spot for some in-play wagering, too, if I had to. Really throw it out there. Always a good spot for in-play wagering and maybe doing nothing, but I'm way too much of a mental midget to be on here, <laughs> given my heart, and then... Not betting it. Not betting it. Um, the trifecta of guys at 40 to 1, I think I can bet them all. Finau, Woodland, and Casey. Finau, Woodland, and Casey. Okay. Uh, Tim's picks, he's betting Rory, Lowry, and Champ. Which leads to Tim's one and done. He won last week with Leachman, as you heard earlier, unless you skip the Tim part, which I know definitely people are going to do. He is picking Rory for his one and done. I'm going to pick Cantley as my one and done. Who are you going to take? I'm going to take... I like that we do this, have been doing this every week for five years, and you have never once come with who you think you might take. Well, I never don't even... I'll take Billy Horschel. What? Yeah. what? <laughs> Let's go. You're not betting Billy Horschel, but you're I'm picking... not committing to betting Billy Horschel. Why don't you just use like? Have you used Woodland? You must have. Uh, yeah, of course I have. I don't even know how to do this. If I haven't used Casey, I'd actually would like to use Casey. Right. I know I... you gave us a list the other day. I should like really. You know what? Be I, I it's on my computer, but I believe I texted it to you. So I will go look it up right now. Well, there's way too many comments in that chat that we're in. Yeah, it was a good weekend. So. It was a pretty fun weekend. There, there. Because Between, I sent that to you before the tournament started, I think. So I got to scroll back four days yeah, and, and eight, like 10, 800 messages. All of the good UFC advice we got is in there. And Tim railing about how much he loves Joe Biden now. How he can't, can't lose. <laughs> Let's uh, see. I found it. Yeah, you have used Paul Casey. Shit. I suck. You have used Woodland. Who was the other guy? Okay, you you know what? Let's go. Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. Yeah. Little Tony Fino. Better career. on the good weather draw. Here is a interesting question, because I do think that Morikawa is going to have a better career than Fino. When all is said and done, you think Morikawa could have a better career than Fowler? Won't take a lot. I mean, it would take, it would take substantially more to have a better career than... Ricky's won a player's... A FedEx Cup. He won over Phoenix. He won two Euros. He won in the desert. He won Scotland, I think. Maybe yeah, he's won the Scottish Open. He has some uh, wins. And Wells Fargo, did he win? Yeah, he won. That a, was his first win. He was won at Quail Hollow. Um, and listen, he, 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 he has come top five in every major, and he did it all in the same year. <laughs> like, he's a good player. I, I know that I rag on him just to troll you, but, like, you'd take Ricky Fowler's career. Anyone would. I mean, Tiger wouldn't, but 
Yeah, the guy's worth his merch money is pretty freaking good. Yeah, he can lose and you he can be the worst and you're yeah, still buying he, his gear. He's the face of a of a company. He doesn't win. Umbro. <laughs> um, yeah. And I said those guys who I will bet, but I as discussed on the show, this like cluster of really good players, uh, I'll be part of also. They still haven't posted the odds yet, the place I'm looking at. Blows my mind. What are they doing? I don't know. They don't care. Guess not. They don't care. Grillo, 150? That'd be real painful. Did Grillo end up fucking you, Paul, this week on your DraftKings line? Did he make the cut? He missed the cut? No. Bummer. Creepy text. Getting creepy text? Yeah. We'll not talk about that. <laughs> I wish Siwoo was like 700 to 1 again. 150? 150. That's not, max. that's not enough. I think I'd rather bat Max Homa this week than Siwoo. It's been Luke, a rough go for old Siwoo. Luke List, 200. I do want to give a quick shout out here. And like, these aren't guys really that we, like, we're going to bet by any means, but others that we can just kind of talk about. Victor Perez, 150 oh, yeah. to 1. Into this guy. So you think that like... Patrick Rogers playing really well. 175. 175. Victor Perez never played here before. I'm a bit concerned. But yeah, he, he was not great in Mexico. But um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Okay. I guess JB Holmes withdrew last week before the tournament, but he randomly shows up at the players like every five years and has a run. Same as Kyle Stanley, actually. The biggest one on my sheet. Uh, besides KH Lee and like Gooch and Burns, like the the random losers, I like to bet first round leader every week. Guy has been playing like pretty well, and just almost like Gary Woodland had a really bad go. I think it was either Friday or Saturday at the Honda, like a three hole stretch where he was a disaster. Zach Johnson is two hundred and fifty to one to win. I don't care. You don't care about two time major champion Zach Johnson. Who can't hit the ball more than two hundred? I guess you could at sell a, at a course where he you can, sell. You could sell me like Furyk was second place here last year, so like sure, Zach. The irons have been really bad the past four weeks for Zach Johnson. But the driving's back. He's putting well. I don't know how he's done it. This. Do you have any interest? Never in, really. His, his best performance is second here. Do you have any interest in losing all my sponsor swag, Scott Piercy? No, poor guy. The deep <laughs> state's out to get him now, and he loses all of his sponsorships. Triple bogeys are just a conspiracy, man. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> Gotta watch what you okay. po- post on the old Instagram. Then I got one for you because you bet this guy. Okay. Russell Knox is two hundred to one. That seems like he he he. It feels like he had his run, like he had his three week window where he could have won, and it's reverted back to being Russell Knox again. And good I, Pete Dye player though, like a really good Pete Dye player. He. I could be wrong on this. I think he might live in this Jacksonville. Uh, cesspool. I, I actually believe you are correct. No you, offense. You don't like Jacksonville? You're a pro golfer. You could pick your spot in Florida, like up the coast. Come on. Okay, this is really interesting looking at Knox's stats right now. I actually don't hate Jacksonville. Paul? Why don't you just play Zach Johnson on DK this week? Stone minimum 6K flat. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Literally the cheapest guy in the field. That's insane. Price with such golfers as... He's getting like the G- G- Gomez like, pricing? 
Someone actually made a really good point that yeah. Gomez, Robert Gomez at the API should be zero dollars, but you can use him if you want to. Like he can take up one of your spots. <laughs> they should make guys like a number where someone might play them. Well, they used to do that, and then it, there was a consistency in the types of lineups that were winning. I don't. I don't even know about that. But then they just said like you're six thousand dollars. Like that's mm-hmm. the lowest you can go. So here's the here's the case for and Duffner's another one like this who's actually playing a lot better. And I only know this because Raza keeps rostering every week. And I'm like, how does Raza keep winning money? It's like, oh, Jason Duffner is in like 12th. But so far this year, for Russell Knox, he scorched through the early part of the season. Sony, 32nd, six strokes gained on approach. American, or American Express, 2.6 gained on approach. And the two rounds at the Pete Dye course that was there, he was T37. Couldn't putt or drive on either of those. Farmers, of course, where you would not expect him to play well, Gained over five strokes ball striking and ended up coming T21. Next week at Phoenix, four and a half strokes gained on approach, came 16th. Now he's missed four consecutive cuts. But the last two weeks at Honda and the API, he gained 1.4 strokes on approach in two rounds of the Honda. Gained three on approach this week. Lost four strokes putting in each of those events in two rounds. So if you get a good putting week from Knox, the rest of his game is real lurky. Never finished better than 17th at the players. 35th last year. And the concerning part would be that this is a sort of a trend on Bermuda for him to begin with. But the last three years of the players, he's lost 2.7, 2.5, and 4.5 strokes on the greens. That would be my concern. But at that number, like, who cares? Have a hot putting week and maybe you're there, right? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm glad you brought him up. Is that all we got? Yeah. Also, I'm sure there's going to be, like, some stories or some quotes that, like, have come out, like, while we recorded or, like, first thing tomorrow. Why didn't you talk about it? Th- this, this is why I told people the schedule. Yeah. This show on Monday, Tuesday is going to be the DraftKings show. Wednesday, I'm going to give you what my card is going to be. That's, like, when I'll, I'll make my bets on Wednesday morning. I'll go to the live chat, and I'll tell you what they are. Like, I, I don't feel a need to commit myself to something. Like, we're, we're recording this on the Sunday evening. I need to make all my bets on the Sunday evening. I want to see the weather. I really do. Because if it's shitty, that might play a bit of influence, I think, on the type of player that I want to play. Ooh, Duffner six strokes gained at the Honda on approach? Duff Daddy. Real, real bad streak of not putting well, though. But less bad on Bermuda than any other surface. Interesting to me. All right, you're getting tired. I can see it. Too much maple syrup for you today. Oh, it's a long, long day. I'm listen in a in a different time. I'd have been too wasted to do this show tonight. Yeah, if things broke differently. No, just you got two kids. I can't like just bail out on my wife and get <laughs> like get just slush. like drink like the whole back nine. Like I gotta help her. You know, bedtime's a chore. Yeah, it was bath night for us. Yeah, listen, bath night, bedtime, the whole the whole mix. So, like, you know, I can't really do that on a Sunday. But now I'm just tired. Mornings are are early, as as people know, other humans. All right, well, this was a very fun intro to the week. I'm, I As much as I kind of, like, rag on the players, I do get excited once it comes around. Like, we're doing a cut sweat show. I'm doing more shows this week than any other week of the year so far. Like, it, gets, it, it's a, it, it gets good numbers, too. And NBC gives it to us pretty good. And they're, they're going to try. They're, they're going to try their best. hardest this week. I hope it works. I'm praying, praying this it works. Because this is, I, I think I said this last week, but if the app is a failure, it's really bad news for this coming for other stuff in the future. Yeah. 
Because this is the PGA putting this on. I just, this isn't like the Masters yeah. app that is a one-off that's I, going to be great yeah. every year. If it works here, maybe it can work at... I want, what, what else is NBC? The British yeah. Open. I want them to be amazing. I want them to kill it. What am I concerned? They have trouble delivering a ham sandwich, and they've promised me a filet, a five-star filet. How's that going to go? I, they can't even get a ham sandwich right. I love them. I wish them the best. I, the people behind the scenes that fought probably so hard for this. Like, we, we're there. We get it. There's layers on layers and layers of approval that you're battling through every day. Keep battling. Keep, battle, keep battling. I, my fingers are crossed. And my guy, tech developer dude, hope you're doing a good job. That's all I got to say. Hope you were the best of the best out there. Yeah. I, I, I want it to be amazing. So I'm rooting for them. All right. That will do it the Pat Mayo experience. My betting card will be out on Wednesday on the show, and I'll have it posted as well on my Facebook page and Twitter at the PME. Jeff Feinberg is on Twitter at gfeinberg17, where you will release your hot fire, the hat trick winners yeah. in a row for you. Maybe four in a row, a quad. It's going to be a fun one because it's going to be a player I like also. It's just yeah, it, it, I don't know how much I like Paul Casey, to be honest. Seems like a good Take dude. Massive back. Popeye forearms. Yeah. Impressive forearms. Former power lifter. Do you think that's where Rory got the inspiration from Paul Casey? I don't know. Maybe Bryson's. Maybe. Bryson's yoked. I love it. <laughs> so big. It's amazing. Uh, you can follow me, like I said, at the PME. I told you about the giveaways. So at least one $100 giveaway for subscribing to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leaving a five-star review. DraftKings handle. Something you like about the show. If we get over, th- if we can cross over the 3000 Five-star review threshold. We'll start giving away some more money. And the audio review, smash the like. Leave your DraftKings handle in the comment section. And tell me who you think is going to win the players. And boom, you're in that draw as well. 20% off FantasyNational.com. If you go to FantasyNational.com slash PME, boom. Just the, the code is already put in there for you. So go enjoy that. It's Players Week. There's a mi- DraftKings millionaire maker on the go. You might as well spend the 10 bucks for the week in order to figure out what's going on and like put in sensible lineups, all right? Anyway, I'll be back later this week. Thank you all for watching. Good luck, players. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.